Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jed Talks. My name is Jed Shepherd, and I am your host. It's Halloween, and I'm joined by the spookiest people I know, the girls from Host. Hello, Ooh. Hello everybody. <laughs> Happy spookies. Happy spookies. So, so guys, you've been on every single podcast there is and every single TV show, magazine and stuff. Um, and it's, it's, we're three months down the line now. And this is the first time I've asked you to be on, on, my, on my podcast. What will differentiate this podcast from the other ones you've done? I think um, the you. fact that... <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, we've, been forced, we've been forced here. Yeah, this is the first we've been forced to. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, and this is like a late night one. This is where you... we stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is me. I'm gonna, go, I'm, gonna be really, I'm gonna be really cheesy and say, because we love you, Jed. Oh, uh, thank yeah. you. You're Andy Cohen, and we're the Real Housewives. That's of true. That's true. <laughs> Um, I, I hope I'm a little bit more butch than than Andy Cohen, even though I love him. But Emma is. This is the kind of subplot to this. Emma is currently at Elton John's house, <laughs> and she's doing this podcast at Elton John's house. Um, what a superstar life I live! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, everyone else is just in their normal house. Um, what do you mean? I'm in the Riviera, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in Houston's house. Me and Boris. <laughs> but very cool but so so today it's going to be a bit different because i don't want to ask the same questions as everyone else has and i already know most of the answers anyway it's just been an informal thing i'm gonna first ask you obviously a little bit about host because it is halloween so so you girls have obviously been in the biggest hit horror hit of the year and it's absolutely mad but kind of because we're inside it it almost feel like it's a little bit normal. Like we have our WhatsApp group, the Quarantine Movie Club, and we talk in there basically every single day. So do you feel any different than you did like at the start of lockdown? What 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 are your vibes? I'll go to Haley first. I yeah, I do. I mean, I definitely because I think at the start of lockdown, I was just like, oh cool, we're just gonna have a really long nap and do I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading books again and and take some time and then all of a sudden we've got I was asked my autograph uh at the last screening and like our aunt I was chatting with her today and she sent me like an article from Yahoo and and you know we've been asked to be interviewed by Empire next week and like all these little interviews have stepped up that that's totally different than what what we would expect this year to have been. Even last year, when we were in a normal kind of pace of life, it, this is completely different. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I feel uh, very different. Gemma, what's your vibe? How how's your life changed since uh, since the start of lockdown? Well, I've got to talk to a lot of very cool people. Thank you, thank you. But like, who, what, what <laughs> <laughs> I was going to not include you. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, we've got to talk to a lot of very cool people, including yourself, Jed Um, and have a lot of really amazing, you know, like Haley said, having someone come up and ask your autograph. I've been stopped in the park mid picking up dog poo. Um, but also like, just, it was just a whirlwind, wasn't it? It was yeah. just very busy, like constantly talking to different people. Really nice to hear how different people are super excited. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm repeating. I feel like it's just been like non-stop fun. Oh, that's good. What do the rest of the girls think? With Dina? I mean, oh. <laughs> you will um, wait your turn. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with Haley and Gemma. Um, absolutely. Same for me, I guess. Lockdown was the first time for me that I've been for the first time without a part-time job since I came here and studied acting and decided to pursue a career in acting. And this film and being, you know, connected with all of you made me really reconnect to uh, my dream, made me really reconnect to that desire and that what initially brought me to to London um I feel really inspired I guess I feel really motivated for more I'm excited about what the future brings and 
yeah, I'm kind of grateful because even though that was, you know, a, a shit period for uh, so many people, I kind I try to find the positives in it. And these are the positive for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel really close. I feel like I found, uh, you were already my friends, but I kind of feel like you're like a next level friendship <laughs> now. And I feel all uh... of you super close. Um, so that's yeah, a personal personal gain for me. I, I, I thought you were going to say family there, but you went what? <laughs> like super friends, Skips basically. Over that. Yeah. Emma, Emma, how about the you? The next one down. The next one below. <laughs> yeah. Emma, how about you? I mean, yeah, like absolutely agree with with what Radina said, and it's been an amazing experience to kind of connect with everybody in such a different, unique way, and in a in much a closer way and um you know been recognized and it's, it honestly has been insane and it's been honestly one of the most the most ex uh, amazing experiences of my life and it's just been incredible and yeah I'm just loving it and yeah loving it, that people are loving it as well you were telling me that like you were like Chad how bizarre is it that ITV news came to my house <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, they just they just came over and, and asked me about the film and absolutely surreal. You know, it's yeah. been absolutely surreal. The whole thing has been surreal. So it's just been, you know, and as an actor, it's a dream come true. The fact that people are connecting with the thing that you're making. Yeah. Um, you, you really can't ask for more. And I think yeah. it's probably the same for filmmakers and, and directors and writers and stuff. You know, it's like you can't really ask for more than people really enjoying it. The yeah. thing you're making, you know. Can you tell Elton to like uh, to stop stop banging around? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elton, <Car> shut up, <laughs> Caroline. How about you? How, how's your kind of uh, you? Has your life changed much since the start of lockdown? Like, how has it affected you? Has it been um, any different? Well, aside from my perpetual terrible internet that I'm still battling <laughs> <He's> against. Still <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. I completely agree with. I missed Hayley uh, and Gemma's responses because my internet cut out, so yeah. I don't know what you guys said. <laughs> but um, I completely agreed with um, what both of uh, Radina and Emma said. Like, for me, I've really, I've fallen in love with acting again. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I've, yeah, it, it's, it's been such a nice process. And even to the thing of like doing self-tapes now, I used to kind of, so, so like for auditioning and stuff, I, I used to find that a really stressful process. Yeah. Whereas now, I don't know, the whole thing's just kind of given me this um, sort of confidence in my um, approach to what I want and, and like, everything like that. It's just been, it's been really nice. And, like, even, even, I think, to be honest, just having that, even before we started doing host, just having that extra bit of time to kind of just stop. Because mm -hmm. um, especially, like, living sort of, where we live like London's such a kind of you've got to be going all the time and if you stop then then there's like this pressure that if you stop then you're falling behind or you're failing yeah. and it's like it's such an unhealthy um kind of mindset that so many Londoners have and like the, the like lockdown was the first time I'd probably say in about four years since no five years at least since before I went to drama school it's the first time I've actually spent more like more than two days in my house Wow. Without leaving. <laughs> like, like, yeah. If you don't, if you let me say that, I remember we had a conversation just before host, probably. And you, and you, like, I'll cut this out if you want to, but you were possibly thinking about giving up acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were just like, <laughs> was, yeah. had enough. Because you want to, like, go the other side of the camera. You want to, like, like write and direct kind of thing. But yeah. it would be such a shame because obviously, like, you're, you're you're great and um oh, <laughs> and if yeah and if one thing's good's come out of like host is the fact that you know like how good you guys are and um if you didn't think that before now you know because lots of people are saying it to you like how great you are every article is everyone's everyone's great off the off the back of host are you guys more because none of you were really into horror that much are you like more into horror now and like the horror community can you see like the benefits of it um, Actually, yeah. I mean, I think I've reconnected with horror because I, I've always liked horror. Um, but the last few years, I guess, I just, I don't know, growing up, you're like, there's enough scary things happening. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can kind of disconnect with it. And um, it's really reconnected me with 
that kind of thrill of horror. You know, yeah. I've really, I've enjoyed remembering all the horror films that I love and it's just been a joy to be a part of this project. And yeah, I've just, I, I've really, really enjoyed it. And, and actually I'm looking at more horror films that I would never have seen. And obviously because of making hosts, watching Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity 3, watching things that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. So it's been yeah. really great. That's cool. Honestly. How about the rest of you guys? Are you are you like more into into horror movies now? Yeah, I think like I I was always a real scaredy cat when it came to horror films and and just because I would have nightmares and maybe an overactive imagination that I I didn't watch them for years and years and years and then from doing host and being exposed even just in in the short week we had for prep to Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity and you know, we were, I watched Midsummer and just like a bunch of different films that even the clips we watched during it that I was like, oh, there's this whole beautiful way of storytelling that goes into horror that it doesn't get celebrated enough, I think, mm-hmm. because everyone just goes, oh, it's scary. Oh, it's yeah. so scary. I forgot that actually the plot has so many different peaks and troughs and moments in it that you really have this beautiful character development. And, um, and then it's then on top of all of that, which a normal film has, you have to then scare people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're not relying on, you know, a lot of films rely on big name actors or they rely on massive CGI or, you know, beautiful sets and that one, whatnot. Whereas I feel like horror from what I've seen is, is relying a lot on storytelling. Yeah. And you don't me, need big names because the story is strong. Usually should be strong enough. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's really, and when it's effective, it's, it is so powerful because the storytelling element of it is really rooted in, in something great. Yeah. I'm slowly getting into it. Like before the horror was like a no, no, I wouldn't even try. I would, <laughs> I would never go there. Well, now I'm, I'm happy to watch a horror film with someone. <laughs> I'm still yeah. not capable to do it alone in the dark. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's mostly your recommendations, Jed. Actually, that that I'm following because you That's do good. have obviously a brilliant eye for a good story. Um, and I, I used to think that all oh, horror is just oh, somebody trying to scare me, but now I'm slowly understanding that, as Haley said, the storyline is actually really good. Um, the plot, uh, the plots are really good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm slowly getting into it. Slowly, slowly, I'm getting That's into cool. it. Yes, Gemma. Yeah, I was like Haley, like had a super overactive imagination. Was really, really scared. Wouldn't sleep for weeks. And like Emma said, in a world where it's quite scary anyway, I was just trying to be like, like just go about my life, like as if nothing's wrong. Um, don't want to rock the boat, you know. Uh, and I actually was like, I had this thing, like if I liked horror movies, did that make me a bad person? Because like, do if I like blood and gore and like seeing people get murdered and sometimes, you know, like you were saying, Haley, the story's so smart and clever that you root for the, the murderer or you root for mm-hmm. the bad guys yeah. or the bad guy in inverted in inverted commas or whatever and um was it when you go <laughs> what are these called yeah yeah inverted, inverted commas yeah. quotation marks yeah um <laughs> but then but then I, I actually realized that there's a lot in the horror genre that is I didn't actually realize was counted as horror so a lot of the like kitsch you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. Lost Boys, mm. a lot of mm. the 80s, Slime Bowl, Bowl Ra- Slime Bowlerama, something of Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl. Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl. Slime, <laughs> slime uh, Bowlerama. Bowlerama. Yeah. Um, Incredible title. So, it's, I mean, it's like very dated, um, very sexist in many ways, but also um, like the craft and, and how things like, I didn't realise how, like uh, you know the craft also was a huge film of its time because Mm -hmm. it influenced things like um, virgin suicides and a lot of teen movies after that like jawbreaker and um, even mean girls where it was this like group of you know girls but i mean in the craft it was about wickers Mm -hmm. um so yeah i've sort of delved back into that i watched hellraiser i started Candyman three times and then freaked out because it's really (laughs) close to where i live and then i was like what am i doing so i need to go back to that and actually i it's it um i need to watch saint maud 
a few things a few things that are modern mm-hmm. that are jumping i need a little bit more of like a daylight run up to and i'll have i'll like watch yeah. morning coffee rather than at late at night i get that mm-hmm. i get that but yeah Car- caroline how about you yeah i started watching the haunting of blind manor the other day which literally i would never have even considered what wait is that no um, haunted house and haunted hills the first one right yeah then haunted of blind manor is the, the the new one it's uh <laughs> you guys can't see this but they're in the zoom chat they're they're they're, they're warning Emma about something, which I won't go into. Um, but yeah, so what, what did you think of... Uh... What on earth are you warning me about? I'm sorry, I was muted the whole time. I'm, I'm very confused. You've got to go in the chat, Ems. There's some advice. Right, okay. <laughs> so, um, so Caroline, so you, you watched The Horn of Blind Manor. What, what did you think? I haven't finished it yet. I've got mm-hmm. a couple of episodes to go, but I really, really love it. It's great. Yeah, um, it's, it's really beautiful. TV. Is oh, it really so nice. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but it's so nice like to watch because of all the things that that you and Rob have sort of taught us and gone through with us mm-hmm. during making hosts. Like it's so nice when you watch something and you can see all of those um really well thought out and well placed, really like amazing even like tiny details or like contributions to the to the build up to the characters yeah. to the scare to all of it it's just like yeah. it's such an art form um, it really is like it, yeah. st- horror set pieces are really an art form and people think it's easy but it's not you need to you need to foreshadow you need to like empathize with the character and so you believe so you believe in them and like you you hate it when they die and it's, it's so much goes into it to make to make the best possible scare but like because like those those questions I've just asked you are like very you've probably answered them a bunch of times in 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 other interviews. I'm going to ask you guys a few questions that you no one's asked you yet. No one's asked you. Okay, first one is what's the strangest place you've ever urinated in? Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! Has anyone uh, that yet? On, on, I just, on can I just go straight away and say Elwood John's house? <laughs> oh, that's true. Emma, your sound's going weird, but you, so you, you've already urinated in Elton John's house. I have, yeah. I Did have, you... and he has, a whole, he has a whole cupboard of um, mouthwash and perfumes. Mouthwash oh, okay. Aids. So you use the toilet cool. and just throw <laughs> into his throne room or something. I did use the toilet. I did use the toilet. Let's okay, that's that good. <laughs> Anyone yeah, else? For me, that's that. That's I went to the toilet when I was watching the Maccabees at Hogmanay on New Year's Eve in Edinburgh right in the middle of the crowd and everyone oh, really? gathered around me and I remember the fireworks went off at that exact moment and then I looked up and I almost fell over but everyone caught me because they're good friends like that yeah so we're just in the middle of the street like oh in the middle of the concert like in the crowd because the queue for the toilet at Hogmanay is about an hour long so you have to pre like empt when you're gonna wee and nobody has that when they're two bottles down like I took yeah. you weren't allowed to take um glass bottles in so I filled a milk like plastic milk thing up that I'd washed out with like Prosecco and cheap arches because I'm a I'm a good girl like that wow. and then um got smashed and then needed a wee didn't preempt it and so I had to go there and there in the crowd that must... welcome listeners <laughs> that reminds me of a time a friend of mine who's, who's no longer a friend we were watching a band and he downed his pint and then he put his pot, he zipped, unzipped his trousers and just, just urinated into the pint glass <laughs> up I to mean... the top. I would not finish, <laughs> up to the top. And then he downed his pint of his own piss. Oh, whoa. No. And then. Oh, be very no, sterile though. Yeah. No, and... it's supposed to be really sterile. You're only Well, it doesn't end there. And then, and then he got oh. off with the girl that was, that was standing right next to us. <gasps> And I was oh, like, this is... Did she see him drink it? <laughs> Disgusting. I don't think so. I don't think oh, so. I, but, oh I wish to Disgusting. remain ignorant if that has ever happened to me. I'm, oh. I'm the girl. I want to remain ignorant. I don't yeah. want to know. Guys are doing that all the time. Um, Men are disgusting. <laughs> do, do you girls have any other other weird urination no, stories? Too. So oh. I have two. Oh, okay, here we go. Here's the good stuff. One is when I was, one is when I was really young. I was like... Doesn't count. Everyone weeds them out here when they were four or five. I think I was like angry at my mom, or I don't know. So my room was on the top of the house, and like they were downstairs, and I didn't want to go downstairs because I was angry at them, so I didn't want them to see me. So I opened the window and just peeked out of the window of the like the top floor of the house. (laughs) 
Welcome to Bulgaria. <laughs> this is this is. Rage peed out the window. I know. <laughs> somebody was walking down the street, like saw this child. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How Dana. did you manage that? Because you don't ha- you don't have a. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've actually never asked you, but uh, as a female. <laughs> like representing female are you actually i should ask what are your pronouns <laughs> no it was, it. Uh, it, was it was challenging it was yeah because how did you position that i had to take like holding didn't my, have my, my, my arms i was holding the window and the wall and just, like, <laughs> that's a new sport that's a new like uh the, new yeah sport. and then my <clears throat> my second one is not so much the place but the event um <laughs> felt really embarrassed so my mom bought me um, for one of my birthdays. She bought me a ticket to go see Al Pacino live on stage. <laughs> this um, is a crazy story already. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it wasn't. So it wasn't a play. It was just Al Pacino on stage, and it was just like a Q and A thing. He was talking about his life, but it was like a two-hour, three-hour event. Um, and I just had a lot of wine before that because I was super <laughs> excited. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's Al Pacino! You're Al Pacino, this legend." And like right in the middle of it, and I'm and they've booked like the best seats, which oh, are like right in the middle of the stalls, right in the middle. <laughs> so I was just like, oh god, oh my god, I can feel it coming. And at some point, it became really painful, so I wasn't enjoying Al Pacino anymore. I was just thinking how badly I want to pee. So I had to, I had to bring the whole role like up, so I can go to the toilet in the middle of his speech. And I just looked at my mom, and I was like, I'm. So sorry for this. I'm so sorry, but I can't. <laughs> so anyway, so I went. I missed like ten minutes out of Al Pacino's speech. Oh, but yeah, oh, I thought it was going to end. I thought it was going to end with, with Al Pacino seeing you get up and invite you onto the stage, and then. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you not find me interesting, girl? <laughs> no, no, I do. I just really need to be. <laughs> okay, I got a next next question, and it isn't because Emma is in Elton John's house right now. But what's the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's house? Like you've gone there and you've seen something and thought, oh, what? That's okay, me. okay, okay. I think I really need to go first. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I don't. I really don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but there's like a, a um, you know, a series of. Someone just right past me. That was very bad timing. Um, <laughs> Okay, can I can I can I even give you a visual reference? In, uh, That's a podcast. So you, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, <laughs> there's a naked woman. There's a naked woman with her legs apart, and she's surrounded in a flower of, of flowers. She's surrounded in flower flowers. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, wow. It's very it's it's very beautiful. Um, but it is it is honestly something I've never seen before, and you've I don't think I'll ever see again. You've also shown us um a. a like a, almost like a, a weird baby statue as well. And I mean, we probably shouldn't be talking about Elton John's house. We'll probably get yeah, in trouble. I was definitely getting it out know. anyway. I am definitely going to get sued, but there's the baby. There it is. There it is. It's a naked oh, baby. Wow. It's uh, weird, but it's, I think it's quite cool. I think it's weird. It's very quite cool. Weird. Very cool, but very now, strange. Is well. it cool or is it weird? <laughs> okay, it's weird. It's weird. Is it like I, that, you know, like postmodern art where everyone, no one really knows what they're talking about, but everyone says yeah. they like it? Yeah. And they ask you how much to buy it. Art. And you Maybe. say 100 grand. Okay, cool. That's how much it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I once went. I answered an advert in a, in um, Gumtree, for, and some, someone said that they had loads of like VHS um, for really oh, cheap. Went into <laughs> went into this guy's house, and he'd worked in the film industry, and he was very very strange. And he was saying that the VHS were making his floors collapse, which is odd. And then I asked to go to the bathroom, and went into his bathroom, and there was a skeleton in the bath, mm. and a uh, a fetus inside a glass jar, like. <laughs> where the toothbrushes are and I was like oh my god like this guy's gonna murder me this is like what is going on and then he and then the, he opens the door when I'm in the toilet by the way and was like I just forgot to warn you about my bathroom and I was like okay cool 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 and he he basically worked in special effects um, for horror movies um in the UK so his house is just yeah. full of like scary but like real looking things like two-headed dogs and things it's really bizarre yeah, heads yeah, up would have been good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow, cool if, yeah. You, if you've been given a warning. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. anyone anyone else have any weird stories about other people's houses? Um, 
if you ever want to go to somewhere where they do have lots of things in jars like dead animals and there's also Pablo Escobar's golden um uh, hippopotamus head <laughs> in near Hackney near um oh color don't not kind of no um Fuck, it's, oh, it's in Hackney, but it's called Victor's Emporium. Yeah, and it's there, got yeah. Amy Winehouse's poo in a jar, and it's yeah. really cool, and they do really good cocktails and stuff. And it's called, like, uh, yeah, Victor, Victor, Weir- Victor Weird Emporium, and he was a yeah. guy with his wife, and he collects strange things. And it's there's really also cool, a saber-toothed tiger there, and then there's a real skeleton in the table, and you have cocktails over it. Yeah, you drink cocktails, so good. It's really uh, cool. It's I just saw somewhere, it's not a house, it's not like someone's house I went in. But in um, near Ipswich, no, Suffolk. Oh, I'm so bad at geography. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere in the world. I think combined we're not breaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a, it's on a pier and it's an amusement park. Is it, um, what are they called? Um, an arcade. Okay. It's yeah. an arcade and every single machine in there was handmade by uh-huh. this guy. And honestly, they, you, Jed, in particular, would absolutely love it. Love it. It was amazing. Like every single, um, every single like game in there was so bizarre, but absolutely brilliant. Like one of them was you were you had a Zimmer frame and you had to like move the Zimmer frame in order to like cross the road, but you could only go as fast as the Zimmer frame would let you, wow. and you had to like dodge the traffic. There was one where you're you're a fly, and you're like being swatted. There was another one where is this real or is this like a dream you had or like... no, no, it's it's completely real and it's it's brilliant. Like there was one where it's it's the how to exercise for like people who don't want to do anything. So basically, it's a bed and you lay on the bed and then it's got like loads of different machines underneath the bed and it moves your limbs. But you're laying on the bed watching a TV above you and the TV above you's got like do you remember Angela Anaconda the cartoon thing? No, oh it was like a 2d kind of animation but basically okay. it's like bodies and then they've got like cardboard heads cut out and it was oh. heads of like prince harry and then osama bin laden and like really random people honestly you have to go because it's okay. i'm not feeling it very well but it so was brilliant like Ipswich oh. or Hampstead or one of those places somewhere in england <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, awesome. okay here's, yeah, here's really a good, good question here's a good question it's it's almost host related but it's not um if, for instance, you woke up one day and you saw it announced a new version of Host is coming out and it's a musical, a musical version of, of Host, Ooh. what would it entail? What would it entail? What, what would happen? Is this like a... Is this are like you a... breaking this to us? Is this no, like no. Oh, I'd love, to, I'd, love to, I'd love to do a musical Host. Because sign me up. Where do I... Where do I... <laughs> I already got the songs. You can um, all sing as well, oh. so... I would really like this to be like a Sweeney Todd type vibe yeah. where it's like kind of dark and kind of funny. So it's almost yeah. like a comedy horror version of Host. So every time like Jack shows up, we sing like some sort of like sketchy song. Yeah. That, like, it's Jack, it's Jack. <laughs> Jack is back. Um, I'd like, um, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Or also, like, an, I'd like it to be an animation, and then we do all the voices uh, for our own animations. Cool. Yeah. Yes. And then it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas, but also mixed in with the animation style of num- the. Have you ever seen Nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine, yeah, where it's like the last, the little, the little like um, mm-hmm. rag dolly things. Yeah, imagine Jack, Jack and hostess Jack Skellington. Um, oh yeah, he's called Jack, yeah. isn't he? Jack yeah. the is, there, is there any sort of singing yeah. Coraline? I can't remember that movie scared the shit out of me. No, Ooh, that's so good. That I film. love Coraline. Yeah, it'd, it'd probably Coraline. be that vibe. Like, I imagine like... something like amazing dance choreography, but like not yeah. only on stage, yeah. but coming out of everywhere. So they scare the, the audience as well and they jump. I'm like a really impressive dance choreography I can see mm-hmm. yeah and like Jack 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 has to be an incredible dancer mm-hmm. oh my god RuPaul oh, like a RuPaul a musical but like of host and we're all played by other people who are playing us that's cool I mean drag queens that sounds yeah. so good I just want to watch oh, that yeah. yeah oh my god but I think host I is relatively two. big enough I, be. yeah, I have two Okay. So I think that the scene with Ginny would be like a really kind of amazing ballet dance. <laughs> and like she's like lifted and but it's really mm. like spooky. Oh what when she dies? Yeah. Yeah. 
and then also um the scene where my dad is in would be like something out of chicago <laughs> ah, cellophane mr cellophane when your dad your dad is mr mistopheles and we go and you all sing oh well the devil and we all sing mr mistopheles to your dad <laughs> i'm into and, that uh, but then that would, wouldn't that mean it's like cats though yeah, but oh, we'd redo really cats right, and we would we would float off. We'd actually make it into what it was accidentally turning into, which was horror. <laughs> I also feel like there has to be some really interesting um, lights on as well, um, just yeah, for the scares and for the jump yeah. stuff. Yeah. So light has to be fucking on. I think it would make a sick musical. I think people, so. people yeah. sewn into the chairs and then and then they like come out of the chairs in the cinema and grab. <laughs> I yes. like that. I like Never, that. Never, ever, ever anyone in the world make that because, honest to God, I will lose my <laughs> rag. And I'll tell you, it's so crazy. Because all of you, all, all of you um, went to the same drama school besides, besides Emma, but she can obviously sing and dance as well. But, like, so were you in your, in your, um, in C, what's the Central School of Speech and Drama? Did you have a lot of kind of musical, like, training and dance numbers and singing lessons and stuff? We had dance, so we were okay. taught by Paul Harris, who does all of the Harry Potter choreography. And I would say we were basically taught by Radina, who was oh. <laughs> taught us all how to actually do the female parts. Hang on, is there choreography in, in Harry Potter? The like yeah, the, the wand and the fighting kind. Uh, it's like a bit okay. of dance and, and fighting stuff. But I okay. remember my first day because I you came also late did to from the Madden crowd. Yeah, he did that one too. Oh, nice. When I walked into, I think one of the first classes I ever took at Central because I was late was dance. And I walked in and Radina walked up and he was like, oh, I'll help you. I'll I'll teach you and catch you up on everything. And I was just like, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire oh. life. Great. This is oh. going to be a wonderful year. Oh, yeah. I remember that there. I remember Haley's like really shocked face. Like, I don't know what's going on, but like a huge smile. It's like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, it's okay. I'm going to teach oh. you. Oh. <laughs> Our friendship was formed in that three at three seconds because yeah. i yeah i used to i used to dance i used to be like very very good at dance i did ballroom dancing for like nine years and then all the different types i of feel like you're still really good at dance yeah i feel like yeah you're probably still really good i'm at probably it. not as great as i used to be though but yeah like i've had mm. i've had a really a training in, in a lot of different t- styles and like as soon as paul harris saw that was like you're my assistant so oh, wow. i was like okay fine <laughs> So I, I was teaching people. I was practicing with all the boys, for example, in, in the class because they needed a woman to be a partner. And I was like, during I remember during the exams, I was like, your hand, lower, your head, just giving them like tips. That was a lot of fun. But we didn't. We never had singing classes. I'm not thinking. Okay. Just voice. Just general voice, kind of training for like would most actors kind of go through to learn how to like be in different registers i think mm. we should all make a musical together i think that'd be really cool i'm in yeah i'm fine. okay signed up I'll do it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. has anything spooky ever happened to you have you ever seen a ghost or experienced anything supernatural or or anything like that when I, I don't believe in ghosts or monsters or anything like that, but when I was little, I used to, when I was like seven, I was in like junior school, I used to take the infants in the infant school on these like ghost hunts in, in, in my school. And I always used to tell them that this little girl hung herself in the toilets. Um, and I don't know why I did that. Really walked seven, I'm telling like five-year-olds, yeah, that a girl from our school like hung herself in the toilets. And then that's the, because it was a Catholic school, there was the school there was a little kind of like passageway uh, that led to the church. And weirdly, there's like an old school, like 1920s outside toilet in the middle of it. And I said, oh yeah, that's why she hung herself. So never go in that toilet because <laughs> they never go into a weird public toilet in the middle of nowhere anyway. But like never go in that toilet because she hung herself on, on the toilet chain. And then like everyone was talking about it in my school and I, and I, I had to elaborate. It was like, oh yeah. And then sometimes a certain time of the day, like just before the school bell rings, if you look up at this certain window, you'll see her looking down at you. And I, and I said that so often, like people started to believe it and they would say, tell me, oh yeah, I saw her today, Jed. I saw her today. And I was like, this is great. And I'm seven years old at this time, I forget. And then one day I fucking saw it. 
I was like, there's a girl in this window looking at me. Like, oh, have I just manifested her? Like, what? Stop. The f-? And That's then, horrible. and then I Stop. was scared to go to get down this alley to the to the, where the church was with this toilet because I was like, That's where she died. That's where she died. And then I was scared to go into the classroom where that window was because. That, that's where she appears and I was like I invented this but why am I so scared of it um so yeah that's one time another time that was weird is again I was doing these weird ghost walks in my school and I made up a story about um another school c- called Notre Dame and I said because uh, they were run by nuns and I said oh like I, I know someone from Notre Dame and uh, there's a headless nun there and she waits till anyone who's on detention has to put the chairs up in the in the dining dining hall um if you see the the headless nun like you can't do anything you can't run because she'll get you um and she just appears she appears and she follows you and everywhere you turn you go into the cubicle she'll be there without a head and she'll kill you etc 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 but then like probably like eight nine ten years after that i went out with a girl who went to notre dame and she went to me oh yeah there was this weird story in our school about this headless nun and and i was like what no I made that up. How has it actually reached your school? And is no, no, no. Everyone's been talking about it for years. You didn't make it up. And I was like, I made it up when I was seven. Like, it was just like, no, people ah. have seen it. People have seen this headless nun. That's how rumors start, Jed. You're yeah. the rumor starter. I'm like the start of every, uh, <laughs> every like spooky rumor in the world. But have you, did you guys kind of experience anything like that or know of any spooky stories from, from back in the days? I've never had anything actually spooky happen to me, but I've had. When I was in college in San Diego, um, there was a house that a couple of my friends had lived in that was notorious for having a poltergeist. Wow. And they, so the house, they had been like kind of one of those houses that like been passed down between, you know, like different generations of students or whatnot. And it was always kind of well known. And so a couple of my friends had lived in the house and no one had survived in that house past six months. They'd always broken their lease early. Okay. Um, so my friends uh, sounds like Emma to be to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Emma, were you in San Diego? (laughs) Uh so my a couple of my friends, they lived in the house and they remember telling me stories how they would come home and they would, you know, a normal day and they'd walk into the house and they'd just feel this like weird energy and they'd be like, Nope, not today, and then have to close the door and just go to a bar or go do something else. And then a couple of times, um, one of my friends Tess, she was saying that she was upstairs in the house and she heard her name being called from downstairs. And so she went downstairs and no one else was in the house, completely empty house, but she had been hearing her name, test, test, test being called. Um, And then another friend that lived in the house, my friend Whitney was saying she came home. They were all roommates. She had came home, walked into the house and it was in America. We had like sliding glass doors for like outsides. I don't know if that's common here or not. But there was, you'd have like a, the, the door to the backyard would be the sliding glass door. And then you'd usually have like a screen door. And so she came into the house and the sliding glass door was open. And there was a pair of shoes that were just standing on their toes. So they were standing essentially like oh upright, just in the doorway. Like of ballerina the shoes. Glass door. Yeah, they were essentially like ballerina shoes, but it was like Nike's just chilling there on their toes where the center of gravity would not have made them stay like that. And she saw that and was like, cool, I'm out. And then just like left immediately. And they, and they had other stories like that of just like weird things happening in this house that are unexplainable. And so they lasted, I think about nine months and then they broke their lease and they were like, uh, we've had enough. Like it's too creepy in here. That'd be a great Airbnb for Halloween. Just yeah. pile into that house. I gotta find where it is. I've got two stories that we used to tell okay, when on. we were younger. Y- yeah. And one of them was about this man who had a dog under his bed. I don't know if you've heard this one. Yeah, I have. I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> so he puts every every time before he goes to bed, he'll put his hand under his bed and the dog will lick his hand. And then so he keeps doing this. And then one day he walks into the house and he calls for his dog and he can't hear it. So he's like, oh, I'm really tired. So he gets into bed, puts his hand under his bed. The dog licks the hand and he's like, okay, falls asleep, gets woken up. And then he just hears this like by this dripping and tapping. And then so he's like, oh, what's that? So then he like follows the noise, can't find anything, keeps following the noise, gets back into bed. 
puts his hand under the bed, the dog licks a hand, and then he goes back to sleep again, wakes up, something else just doesn't feel right. So he goes and he walks into the bathroom to use a toilet and he can hear the dripping on as he's in the loo and then he moves back the curtain and his dog's just there hanging and it's all got his blood dripping out of it. And it's been there the whole night. So that's one story. And then the other oh, story... Oh, didn't finish it. You didn't finish it. And what happens it... after that? So it, it's it's um, that he also finds out there's like an escaped killer or something on the loose. And then oh, yeah. it, it goes back to bed and then he realises the thing that licked his hand was the killer. Was the killer. Oh, I remember that story. And yeah. then the other one was the two, the couple in the car. And they're driving through the forest and they're going through the forest. Yeah. And they run out of petrol. And then... And then she turns on the radio and he's like, I'm just going to go to that like local garage down the road. I'll be back soon. And then on the radio, it's like, just warning that there's a local killer around. Everyone stay in their cars. Don't stop your cars. Da, da, da. And so she gets really scared. And then the battery dies in the car and it goes really quiet. And she just hears tapping on the roof of the car. Just these two thuds. And she's like, oh my God, what's that? So she gets out the car and then she like can't say anything. So she walks down the road to go to the garage to go and catch up and then she turns around and then there's her husband's head just being flooded on top of the car. And that used to like be the thing we would say. At, we would do that and play light as a feather, stiff as a board at like yeah. sleepovers and like freak each other out. <laughs> that nice. was the best game. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I still, to this day, remember playing light as feather, stiff as a board with friends when we were like 12 and very not strong very weak little girls and being able to lift one of our friends off and i still can't explain why like we were able to do that but apparently the 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 maths behind it is if everyone does it at the same time the weight distribution is exactly equal so then everyone ah that's what it is yeah yeah or is it oh it's ghosts (laughs) witchcraft it's witchcraft for sure anything weird or ghostly happen to them i don't have a spooky one because nothing s- spooky has ever happened to me. But I guess it's just because I really don't believe. It's such an oxymoron, though, because you get scared, Radina. You get really true. scared, but then yeah, you don't I know. believe. Yeah, I know. what are you scared of? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's almost like, like I was Googling the other day. Because you know how like people get possessed by the devil or whatever? And like universally, they're like really religious. Has an atheist ever been possessed? And the answer is no. So mm. that's really interesting. Oh, do you know what? I've been what I watched yesterday. Um, so there's a second season in Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. oh, cool. on Netflix, and one of them is uh, uh, is talking about in Japan, like the the huge tsunami that happened mm-hmm. in. Oh God, kill me! I can't remember the name. <laughs> like Kosamui. No, no. I want to say Ikushima, but it's probably not that. You could just say Japan. Oh, no, in Japan, in Japan, sorry, in Japan. Mm. Yeah, so somewhere in Japan, this tiny little city and community got affected. Um, and so many people died because it was a, a really big earthquake followed by a massive tsunami. Um, and the, this town, like six months after this thing happens, they start experiencing these really interesting, like spooky stories that happen to them. Like taxi drivers would pick people up and like start the meter going, you know, this guy, for example, it's like in the middle of summer and this guy's wearing a coat and like mm. knocking on the on the taxi on the window. And the guy's like, yeah, come in, put the meter on, you know, the destination. And he's driving, driving, driving. But the, by the time he got to the destination, he looks in the mirror and the person behind is gone. <sighs> you got, yeah, a lot of taxi drivers saying the story. You have like this two or three women that are constantly being possessed by ghosts and they have like really believable stories of how um like this one lady said that a ghost of a little girl was was inside her and they were running from the wave like the mom her and her little brother were running from this wave and the mom said to her don't let go of your brother's hand whatever you do just don't let go keep running so they kept running 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 but obviously the wave caught up with them and she let go of her brother's hand and they all passed away. But this little girl felt like she wanted, she wasn't ready. She wanted to say, I'm sorry, mom. I'm, I'm so sorry, mom, that I let go of my brother's hand. And like, it, it, I just found it really interesting because they kept coming up with so many different stories, but they really believe in that. Like they believe that death is not the end and it's just like a different, Yeah. they just continue on another journey, I guess. And it's like, 
you can kind of see it's like you slide a door and there's a see-through kind of sheet you can still see Gla- them Gla- and, glass and, called glass no <laughs> you see the silhouette of them you don't really see them jet um, (laughs) you can have glass if you want but no but i was thinking because they truly believe in that um and then they get to they experience so many things so yeah i guess it does it does depend like if you don't believe in it kind of you we wouldn't really experience Mm. anything spooky yeah caroline Anything spooky ever happened to you? Um, well, so I, I think I mentioned this to the girls before, I can't remember, but I, I was doing a tour a couple of years ago and I, I was staying in this house for like um, a while and like this house was so creepy, like I I hated being in there. And then, um, yeah, the, the house was like, it was horrible. Anyway, the, the first night that we were in there, we all had different all the cast had different rooms in the house and then um I was staying downstairs and I was in the bathroom upstairs walked out and you know when you walk past a room and you're like there is somebody in that room and you mm-hmm. know yeah. you know for a fact that there's someone in that room there was someone in the room and then I walked around then I went back down the stairs through the living room and all of the all the cast who were in the play were in the living room um and there was no one in the room up there, but mm. I know it sounds really weird. I didn't say anything to anyone. And then basically, like, none of us said anything because we didn't really want to, because the person who was staying in that room, we were like, oh, that's not really nice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then basically ev- everyone in the house, afterwards we talked about it, and we were all, like, we'd all had weird experiences of that room feeling like there was someone in that room, and there wasn't ever and this house, I'm not joking, you just go, you went into this house and it was like, it was like you had walked into the 60s. Like, it was so old. And like, the person who was renting the house out was, um, basically they were renting it out because they didn't, their mum had died and they didn't want to sell it. And okay. all of us were convinced that she died in that room. And oh, we were God. like, oh no. It was horrible. Also, staying in that house had a real effect on my mental health. And it was like I was in the house and I felt really, really bad. I walked out the door and I was fine. And then I'd oh. get back in the house and I'd feel horrible. Maybe, maybe so, the, the mum was Whether that was or you. not. Pardon? Maybe the mum was trying to possess you. Maybe. Possessed. I, I, was, I was trying to just gear you up to say your line. Possessed. Possessed. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nailed it. Oh, thanks. Cool. Uh, well, guys, we're all going to kind of do a Halloween thing. Um, this will come out on like tomorrow. And uh, on Saturday, hosters in uh, multiple cinemas, over 100 cinemas, I believe, on Halloween. Um, <laughs> crazy. And we'll, we'll be doing a live Q&A, some of us on Zoom, some of us there in person, at the Genesis Cinema in London. Um, it's going to be cool. Really cool. Can you believe it? We're in so many cinemas. On yeah. Halloween. No. What are you gonna dress no. as? <laughs> no, are you guys are you guys getting dressed up? Yes, yeah. there's a pumpkin. I love Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scary pumpkin. It's gonna be at Genesis, but then afterwards we have the time to go see it somewhere else as well. So we we could maybe run somewhere else and see it. Because I just love seeing a host with an audience. I just think it's like really, really interesting. And then we've got to wait a couple more months and then it's well actually a month, about six weeks after, it's gonna be in loads of cinemas like worldwide. So We've got that to look forward to. Uh, exciting mm-hmm. times. Yay. So that brings us to the end of the podcast, this chaotic podcast. Thank you very much to Haley, Gemma, Radina, Caroline, and Emma from Host. They don't have surnames anymore. They're just those things from Host. Uh, things, also names from Host. Um, <laughs> we've kind of had a podcast here. It's been, it's been kind of chaotic, but hopefully you know what they're, they're really like, these girls. And if you're hearing this next sentence... I've kept in all the Elton John stuff. Emma has gone because she's at Elton John's house and she's up to mischief. So thank you to Emma as well for, for, for being here. And it's lucky that we're not doing the video to this because most of us are like drunk. I'm not drunk, but like most of us have had had some beer and some and some wine. But and you could but you could probably tell that from this podcast. Um it's all good but thanks very much for listening guys guys if the people out there want to listen to you some more or want to get in touch 
how do they get in touch with you, Haley? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Haley, H-A-L-E-Y underscore Bishop, B-I-S-H-O-P. And that's it. Uh, and Gemma? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gemma underscore underscore more, Gemma with a J and more like Roger Moore, M-W-R-E. And on Instagram, you can find me at Gemma underscore more. Uh, Caroline? <laughs> I take my soft mint out. You're obsessed with soft mints. Sorry, because I was chewing it and I was like, I can't speak. And also I'm loving how much Regina's like, try to shove a pizza in before she had to speak. I'm um, my nose. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Caroline underscore Ward one and on Instagram as Caroline underscore underscore Ward. Ta-da. And Regina? Um, you can find me on my Instagram at Radina, R-A-D-I-N-A underscore Drandova, D-R-A-N-D-O-V-A. See, you have and to agree with find it too. Me- you, can't, you can't spell your surname too. Why? Every time I try and spell your surname for things, I I, I, I have like a conniption. I like explode. Like I can't figure it out. <laughs> but there you go. And then on Twitter, you can find me at Radina Drandova all together. So that's R-A-D-I-N-A-D-R-A-N-D-O-V-A. Awesome. And Emma, <laughs> can you help me with Emma's? So I think Emma is Emma Loves Ooh. with three S's on Instagram. Yeah. And then Emma Louise Webb 5 on Twitter. Emma Louise Webb 5 on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Same on everything, because I make it easy for people to find me. Just first name, surname, stuck together. Boom. Thanks for listening to Jed Talks. I'll see you next week. This has been Chaos. (laughs) Sorry. Bye. 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 Bye.